0: The following audio is from LifeHouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at LifeHouseChurch.org. Fake happy. What is that? Is, um, is fake happy something that you've ever had to be on, God forbid, on December 25th when you opened up a gift gift that was, let's just say, like less than, but you can't show that. You better be fake happy, especially depending on who gave it to you. I bet that there's probably fake happy training for retail employees for Black Friday alone. They weren't smiling at you. There's a clock behind you. The shift is almost done. Been here since 3 a.m. Fake happy. This is actually something that we do, though, y'all. But why? I love this song by Paramore. I wish everybody here was fake happy, too. It's because they are. It's what the song is saying. Why is fake happy something that we feel like it's a charade that we have to attempt? Why can't we never really let off that we're not happy? What's the deal? We have to show that everything's going okay, especially us here, in this, this building, the, the saints, the believers, the people of the faith, the church folk. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Say it with me. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be also what? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, yes, I am. Right? Don't let, don't, mm. You can't show that you're not, but why though? Why is is faking like we're happy something that we feel like we have to do? Because if we show people that maybe something's falling apart, that'll look like we're falling apart. And then it'll look like we don't have it all together like we want them to think we have it all together. Or maybe it's like, we've been in the book of Job, that's where we're going today, and you've, if you've been here the past couple of weeks, we heard about his friends, maybe we won't let off that we are not really happy, because they'll do like his friends did, and they will blame it on us. They will say, well, what's wrong in your life? What did you do? What are you doing that's causing all this, that you're not happy? So we don't want that judgment, so we fake happy, I'm good, this is fine. Or maybe... Maybe you fake happy because you're actually trying to be considerate. You fake happy in the grocery store. Everybody else is fighting over the last of the Thanksgiving supplies and you're in the ice cream aisle buying comfort food. And when you see someone that knows you and they ask you the question that nobody really wants the answer to, it's just the second question you have to ask when you say hi. You can't just say hi, that's rude. You gotta say hi how are you, and not really care. (laughs) But what if? You gotta fake happy right there when they ask you, because what if? If you let out one word that you're not happy, that you're not okay, 30 minutes later, you and the ice cream, full meltdown in the frozen aisle, right? And nobody wants to melt all over somebody else. So maybe that's why we fake like we're happy. But if you've ever tried it, you know that faking happy, it only adds to the pain. It's like the end of uh, Toy Story 2 when Barbie is like, are they gone? Are they gone? Oh my God, my cheeks are killing you. Your cheeks are killing you. It actually hurts more to try to fake that happy than the pain you're actually going through. And so what you realize quickly is you've ever tried to fake happy when you can't is that you can't. You can't fake happy when the struggle is real. You can't. And especially when your struggle is the suffering through the pain of life, how you feel, what the suffering does to you is very real. There's no faking it. It's very real. Something that I'm not faking happy about, um, I'm very happy about, is that today is the end of this series. I, I'm, not, I'm not lying. When it all falls apart, like, trust me, we pray, Patrick literally hears from God what we should be talking about as a service, and God knows how far. I'm done with this series. I'm ready for this one to be over. No, no kidding. Um... Because if you are a guest with us today, the way that we preach here, the way that we give our messages and our sermons, they're a part of a series, like on any of your streaming apps, Netflix, Hulu, you go watch a show, it's a series of, all right, that's the way that we do our sermons, except that this series, like we, we take something and we give it a graphic, we give it a, an opening title sequence, it's just like a show on Netflix, except this show, Hmm. This show was about a man named Job, and this show would be like watching The Chosen meets This Is Us, meets When They See Us, meets Parenthood, meets Grey's Anatomy, like, because all of that drama all fell onto this one guy all at once. You see why I'm ready to be done with this series? Job loses his business and all of his wealth, that's suffering. His employees and all of his business was taken in the worst way possible by murder and thievery. He gets news that all of his seven children were lost in a hurricane-like disaster, His wife gives up on him and abandons him. His friends blame him and say that God doesn't do these things to good people. You must really be bad. They blame him. He gets deathly ill and stricken. All this happens to him all at once. And the story shows us that it all falls on one God because whenever we're suffering, from something. It doesn't matter if it affects anybody else. It only feels like it all falls on us. And I'm done with this series because I don't even wanna talk about it. Nobody wants pain, nobody wants suffering, but what do we know about life? It's there. I'll quote the late rapper DMX. He said, to live is to suffer. Only he said it like, to live Is suffer. (laughs) He said it a lot better. (laughs) That's true. If you're breathing in air right now, at some point in time in your life, you will know what it feels like to suffer. You will need a tissue box. Job suffered on all accounts. He suffered economic pain, parental pain, spousal pain, relational pain, physical pain, faith pain, he had some pain with God. And so have you. Now, you might not have experienced them all, all of them like Job did, but you know just going through one of them, what it'll do to your life. And even though Job went through all of this, just picture any of those scenarios, losing someone, a dream crumbling, sickness, diagnosis from the doctor. And you, you, know, you know what they do. So you can imagine what all of them did to Job, but I don't think that even that was the epicenter of all of his pain. I think he shows us in these couple of verses. I'm gonna start off in Job chapter 30, verses 20 through 22. When we first start off, in these early chapters we see Job trying to maintain like his faith and his morale even his joy. When we first started this series off the one point that I made was when it all falls apart because it will at some point in time when it all falls apart you fall into God. Well Job tried. He did. He starts off that way even when it all starts to go down he has praises to God. And what a guy. He has praises. But as he travels through his suffering, it gets hard. It gets difficult. And we see a little different Job in this chapter. Let me show you. Verse 20. I cry out to you, God, but you don't answer. Anytime I pause on a verse, I'm wanting you to own it. You ever said, I cry out to you, God, but you don't answer? This big God you are, where are you? All I hear is my echoes. I cry out to you, God, but you don't answer. I stand up, but you're ignoring me. You're giving me the cold shoulder. You merely look at me. Matter of fact, you turn on me ruthlessly. With the might of your hand, this hand that I'm always praising and singing about, that is loving, enjoying, and giving, will you... You, you attack me with yours. You snatch me up and drive me before the wind. You toss me about in the storm. I'm sorry, this is shots fired right here. This is Job taking jabs at God. And like, if we were there, even like maybe right now while I read it, if we were there, I feel like we would be like Ralphie's friends in Christmas Story Remember when he starts like beating and wailing on Scud Farkas? Farkas. (laughs) He's beating on him, he's wailing, and he starts letting out words. Words that sound like Farkas. (laughs) He starts saying bad words, and his mom comes around the corner, and Flick is like, Ralphie, chill, chill. We hear Job act like, you can't say that. You can't say that to God. You just blamed him. You just said, "God, you don't listen to me. You're not here. You're not helping." You can't, oh, that's taking shots at God. You can't do that. Well, I mean, all I see in this is that this is certainly isn't fake happy. Here's another sermon for another day. It's not fake holy either. Mm. Mm. Church folk, It's not fake happy. It's not fake holy, but it is real hurt. It's real. And the reason why it's in here is because God wants you to know today that you can be real when the struggle is real. You can be real. You don't have to paste on a fake smile, you don't have to try to prove anybody else different. You can't fake happy with God anyway, so you might as well be real. So what you see here is the other side of the coin for Job. For us to get through our struggles, for us to get through whatever we're suffering through when we are, it's going to take both sides of the coin. The first side of the coin that Job shows us early in the scriptures is we see him, feel it. The first side of the coin is you will have to feel. Job feels it. Job says things in these early chapters, things like this. He says, man, this hurts so bad. I wish that I could go back, not to the moment that it all started to fall apart. I wish that I could go back and erase the day that I was born. It hurts so bad, I don't wanna be alive can't fake happy when the struggle is real. I don't even want to be alive. So you see him, feel it. You're only going to get through your suffering with both sides of the coin, but you need the first one first. You need to feel. You have to feel it. There's nothing that we would rather do to pain than run the opposite direction of it you can't. There isn't far enough that you can run from a pain you're going through. There's nowhere that you can hide that it won't show up at the worst times. You cannot binge it away with TV shows, especially if you watch some of the ones that I said, because it'll just show you your life. It'll make it worse. Your pain and suffering cannot be rolled up in little pieces of paper and smoked away. There's not enough liquor that can wash it away from your life. No. To get through what you're suffering, you will have to feel it, which means it's going to hurt, which means you're going to need tissues. And that process of feeling it, this is the reason why at the end of all of these services throughout this series, we pointed you guys to actual resources. And they're still there. They're not just available during this series. Because like I said, woo, this series is done. If they're not, they're, we have them all the time. Care teams, care groups. Because the process of going through your suffering you cannot put a time on. It needs to take as long as it needs to take as many tissues as it needs to take. But let's be real, right? Let's be real. No one wants to suffer forever. No one wants to be in pain forever. I mean, there's only so many tears you can cry. There's only so many tissues in a box. There's only so much we can actually take. And when we're going through our suffering, this is all we really want. In that time when you felt it, you probably came to a place where you accepted it. I won't get to see them again in this life. I know it hurt, but it's gone. I wish it didn't happen to me, but it did. You come to a place where you accept it. Now that you're in the field process of the suffering, now all you want is to just get your life back. Okay, I accepted it. When is the pain going to stop being in the driver's seat? When will it stop controlling my life? To get that part back, you're going to need the other side of the coin. You first have to feel it for however long it takes, and then you're going to need the other side. This is the side that Job showed us in these verses. You have cried. You have felt it. You have counseled you have therapied, you have prayed. It has taken days. It has taken, let's see, weeks. Let's get weeks out of here. Come on, weeks. Months. It may have even taken you a year or so. Eventually, worship team, I'm gonna get this up. Eventually, that's it. That's all I got. If you want your life back from your suffering, it's going to take the other side of the coin. You're going to have to tell your pain. You're going to have to tell your suffering. You're going to have to tell even Satan who was trying to use it to destroy you. That's it. I'm all out of tears. You got my feel. Now you get my fight. What you see in Job is he says, that's it. I'm ready to fight for my life back. I want it back. You've had it long enough. You don't get my tear ducks anymore. You better duck, because I'm ready to fight. This is what you see Job doing in these verses. He's trying to fight for the joy that is his, because for so long our suffering probably will get our fake happy, but you don't have to let it take your real joy. When we see Job start to box at God a little bit, you know why it's in there for us to see? Even though Job starts swinging, God, you you did this. He starts swinging, he starts swinging at God. Here's what you need to know. Here's why I said that you can be real when your struggle is real, because God, he can take it. He can take it. Even when we swing at him, he can take it. His grace is vast enough. His forgiveness is strong enough. His understanding is deep enough. So when we see this scene, and it looks like Ralphie should be in trouble for for mouthing off to, you know, in front of his mother, we see Job like saying these aggressive things to God. That's not what the scene is. Let's change the scene. It's God holding the heavy bag. And Job starts wailing, it hurts, God. Why me? Why now? How come you didn't? God's just taking it. He's just taking it. Because then what a boxing coach does then, he "That's that's good, that's good. Now let's move it over here into the ring where those, those strikes are gonna matter. Let's redirect. What you see God do is redirect Job. He corrects him, all right? But it's him saying, let's, let's, let's shift our plan. Let me show you. In Job 40, verse two, this is God responding to Job. This is what he says. Will the one who contends, contend, contender, fighter, Will the one who contends with God, will the one who boxes with me, with the Almighty, correct me? Let him who accuses God answer him. What happens in the following verses is God lays out, says, Job, you think you know me, but you, you don't know. You think you know what's going on here, but you, you, you don't know. I'm the one that knows. And then you see Job respond Once God God redirects him and says, listen, let's work on your technique a little bit. Let's shift your fight over here. He redirects him. He corrects him. This is what Job says back in in chapter 42, verses 5 and 6. Job says, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and I repent in dust and ashes. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to swing at you. I'm just hurt. And I need you. And I don't know what to do. So I swung at you. God says, no, that's cool. You gotta fight. I like your fight. But you don't have to fight with me. Fight with me. You see the difference? I can't even take credit for that either, y'all. That's Pastor Jay, Pastor Jay said that. Shout out to Pastor Jay and Frederick. Thank you for that line, Pastor J. <laughs> I needed that. But it's more, it's more than just a clever line. It's a lifeline. <laughs> now that's me. <laughs> listen, listen, guys, time out. I told you I was done with this series. I intentionally want you to laugh today. Intentionally. Laughter is healing for your soul. It is a good sign that you're getting your life back when you're able to laugh again. Now, caveat to that. Let me go back to the beginning where, where you feel, we have to feel it. We can use laughter to hide from pain. All right, we'll, when we should be, we should be crying, we, we, we'll, we'll try to laugh instead. When we should be talking, instead we're trying to joke. And you can't, you can't avoid it with that. But when your laughter returns, that's a good sign. It's a good sign you're getting your joy back. It's exactly what God wants. God is on your side, you guys. You don't have to fight with him. He wants to fight with you. You will have to fight. But the good thing about God fighting with you, not only will he be there with you as you fight through conversations and prayers and tears and the the war going on in your mind. As you fight to get your life back, he will fight with you, but sometimes you get exhausted and you can tap out. God will fight for you when you can't. You can get behind him. You can get behind his power, his presence, his promises, and that will pack you a punch. No more tissue box. It's time to box. And you can fight with God. Guys, there's a real victory in being real through your real struggle. There's a real victory. Fighting with God will bring you a real victory. Let me let me show you the end of this story it's great and we need it during a series like this. In Job chapter 42, it says this in verse 12, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. Job lost everything and God gives it all back to him in greater number. Larger business. More livestock, more employees. His, he got a family again and it was bigger than the first. He got everything back and a greater amount. Man, that's so great. And is that the promise that I want you to leave here with today? No, it's not. I mean, yes, it is, but no, it's not. And this is why I say that. It's great to see that this happened for Job, but it brings hope. And honestly, there is something greater waiting for us through our suffering. But I would not be so selfish to try to give you a promise through your pain and suffering that whatever you lost, I can say, no, 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 look, you're gonna get it, but I cannot give you that. And honestly, no other pastor should either. I can't promise you that. I can't promise those of you who only held your child for moments That God has a family of seven waiting for you. I can't promise you that. You could. But that's not what the victory is here. I can't promise any of you that watched your business crumble, your dream right before your very eyes, that he's got something better for you right now. No, I can't. What God will promise you today, though, is that there is something greater awaiting you, even if it's not in this life so much greater. But even this for Job, this wasn't his victory. No, this verse right here was not where Job won at. It's great, it all happened, but eventually one day it all was going again. Eventually one day the family that he had passed away, he passed away, his businesses and people moved on, we're here, it's it's not here anymore. It eventually went. So the victory that Job got, no, it came earlier. As a matter of fact, I already said it, but I think we probably had too much stuffing and gravy piled over top of it and we missed it when we ate it. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to uncover our plate and I'm going to show you this is where the victory was for Job in his suffering. It's back a couple verses in chapter 42, verse five. Job said, this is after God responds to him and says, all right, good. I see you fighting. Let's move it over here. Let's fight where it matters. And Job responds to him this way. My eyes, I'm sorry, my ears had heard of you, God. Maybe that's the case for some of us. You've, you've heard about God. You know about church. You know how to do this. He said, my, my ears had heard of you, but now? Remember where this was. This was in Job's Desperation. Crying just to hear something from God, anything. And God responds. And Job says, but now, now I see you. I thought that I knew God, but I didn't know him like I knew him when he showed up for me in my darkest time. It wasn't that God gave all this stuff back to Job. That he cared and that he was real and that he showed up for him in the midst of his suffering and his struggle. He showed up for him when Job said, God, it just feels like every time that I try, there's only so far I can go. Uphill is my climb and it's taking its toll and this pain that's inside it's starting to show, but every tear that I cry, you already know, and I know you know, my trouble is real, my struggle is real, I'm in a storm and there's rain all on my face and it's taking all of my faith, there's a strain all on my race and it's taking all of my faith, it's draining all of my grace, it's taking all of my faith, This pain all on my place, it's taking all of my faith, I was holding on so tight. a tissue box I was holding on tight until I let go I lost all my fight and that's when you arose and I know you know the struggle is real but so is my God my struggle is real but so is my God God will fight with you he will fight for you. It's gonna take both sides of the coin. If you haven't felt yet what you've gone through, you have to feel it. I'm sorry, you have to. It is the only way that you can start the process. And no matter how long it takes, there will come a point where you're gonna run out of tissues and you're gonna to have to fight to get your life back. Let me tell you, it's worth it. Your life today is worth fighting for Your joy is worth fighting for. When you came in today, we gave you communion, a little cup. For those of you guys joining us online, we would love you to be a part of this with us. If you got a cracker or some bread or a Pop-Tart, if you got something, some juice. That's what we have here is a little wafer and some juice. Guys, what, what this symbolizes is the food that was on the table when Jesus had a Thanksgiving-esque kind of meal like we just did with, with friends and family. And when Jesus was sitting around the table, he wanted to talk to his disciples and his followers about and for us so that we could see it generations later, what was about to happen in his life. And so, this little cup that we have here is symbolic of the bread and wine that was on the table. He breaks it. Now, when I say Jesus, what we believe here is we believe Jesus the God and completely man here on earth with us. He sits at the table, he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body. Now, I hope that when I'm describing this, I want you to see Jesus is saying, I'm going to suffer. The same way that God showed up for Job in his fight, in his suffering, he showed up for the entire world by sending Jesus to suffer. So when he said, my body will be broken, he was describing how in just a short time, he would be beaten. During those beatings and whips and nailed to a cross, he took the cup. And he's basically saying the same way that wine spills from a cup, my blood will spill from my body. I know it's gruesome, it's gruesome. It's suffering, so is your suffering, it's gruesome. Now Jesus did this. this, this picture that he was telling, because just hours later, this would really happen to Jesus. He would be beaten, he would be crucified, and he would die. But even in Jesus' suffering, God showed up. In the grave, God pulls Jesus out. Days later, resurrects and brings him back to life. Jesus did that suffering to heal us from the ultimate suffering. The only reason that there's any falling apart in this world is because sin, human sin, made the world fall apart. It's why we're now subject to it. It comes with a death sentence. It can lead to our separation from God eternally. There ain't, there ain't no worse suffering than that. And Jesus said, no, I would rather suffer and give you a way back to God than for God to suffer your loss eternally. So when we take this little meal that we're about to have together, and Jesus said, do this in remembering. So for many of us, we believe this. And so when we take it, we're saying, thank you, God. Thanksgiving, thank you, Jesus. And so although it's also a remembering, it's also an invitation. When, when we do this meal, we do it the way that the scripture instructs us. And there's two parts to this. The first is this, this little moment, this worship of communion, It really is intended for those that have personally believed in this message of Jesus. And then the second instruction is that before we take it, we reflect. Let me give you a couple things here. One, even though God has forgiven us, we will still struggle with sin. And in these moments before communion is a good time to have a one-on-one with God and just clear your heart to him. Maybe you haven't had the courage yet to start your suffering process or something you're going through. You've been hiding, you've been running, you've been numbing, and you need to feel it. You could talk to God about that before we do this. But for some of you here online, this is also an invitation. This moment is for those that believe in Jesus. Maybe you're not sure about that, but you can be today, right now. What you can do in this moment that we give you, we give you a whole entire half of a song to just reflect and let God speak to your heart. What you could do today is tell God that you believe what you just heard, what you've seen him do in the lives of his people and through his son, Jesus. You could say something like, God, I believe in your son, Jesus. I know he died to forgive me of my sins. I don't want suffering eternally without you. I want to be with you. I believe today. If you remember any of that, the two words you need are I believe. Jesus, I believe. You can do that in that moment. I want to give you an opportunity later to tell us if you made that decision. So as we remember that Jesus suffered, just like us, to free us from suffering, Give your thanksgiving to him. And if today you need to believe in him, don't leave, don't run, don't duck out of this moment. Let God have you today. Believe. Our worship team will instruct you when it's time to take communion. Right now, as we go into the song, you take this moment. Whatever you need to have with God, you do.